Hello, Western New York. This is episode six of Western New York Brews, the podcast about beer and brewing in Buffalo. This is the Father's Day episode. So this week, I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I'm going to be talking about one of the posts on WNYCraftBeer.com about Father's Day gift guide at Kegworks. And for this special episode, we're going to be talking to John Russo Jr., whom, with his father, is one of the owners of Hamburg Brewing Company. That's right, a father-son duo owning one of the local breweries. So that's our Father's Day episode. We're going to get into this in three, two, one. So hello, and again, welcome to episode six. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. I'm a member of the Das Hausbrauer's Home Brew Club. Holy moly. And this week we are talking about Father's Day. I got to spend some time at Hamburg Brewing Company talking to one of the owners, father-son team. I spoke to John Russo Sr. and John Russo Jr., but only John Russo Jr. on the microphone. So we're going to be getting into that in just a couple of minutes. One of the things that we talked about off the microphone is he was talking about when he was putting together some some radio ads for for the company and he was trying to stay away from the the opening can sound that that you would hear on a brewing say radio show or podcast and and I told him that's definitely the way that this podcast starts but today it totally makes sense i'm drinking a sierra nevada pale ale in a can although i always even if i have a canned beer i always pour it out and that goes for any beer so i am drinking it out of one of the sam adams perfect pint glasses this is the sierra nevada pale ale I'm a huge fan of Sierra Nevada beer, and especially the pale ale. We have a, a pan-filled pale that we brew here at the house, which we're probably going to be doing again uh, this weekend, if, if not right on Father's Day, that I based very uh, closely on Sierra Nevada's um, recipe, as, as much as I could, you know, going online looking, looking for a recipe similar to Sierra Nevada pale ale, and then changing some of the hops and, uh, and grains to be ones that are, are more local. We have hops growing in the backyard, so I, I changed the hop bill a little bit, and I changed a couple of things to, to keep it at, at about 5%. Um, that's, of course, if everything goes well. Anyway, today I am drinking the Sierra Nevada Pale. I love this beer. It's not, it's not in my top three, but it's certainly in my top 10 beers. It's, it's mild. Hold on. Yeah, mild bitterness, really nice flavor to it. This isn't going to be like a dry IPA that you're drinking. This is a really nice, balanced beer. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says can conditioned on here, and I, I had to look that up because when you hear bottle conditioned, you would think uh, that they would they would have some yeast in there that would provide the carbonation. But I was wondering if you could do that in a can without exploding the can. So I had to look it up. So so here I am. I'm on, I'll let you know the website I'm on, so you can you could take a look at it too if you want. I'm on draftmag.com, uh, can, uh, forward slash, can-dishing, forward slash. 
uh, talking about uh, is it possible to condition a canned beer? And that's that's what I searched for on Google. So again, when you bottle condition something, the beer is sealed in a bottle with uh, a little bit of fermentable sugar in there, or or you you cap it cap it at a point in the fermentation. Uh, when it's still going to have some fermentable sugars in there, and you provide some live yeast. Southern Tier Live is is a beer like that. So it's going to carbonate in the bottle. In fact, when you when you bottle a homebrew, most people will will do that. You could force carbonate the beer and then bottle it using, for example, a Blickman beer gun. And I'm sure you could find that at uh, Kegworks or at Niagara Traditions. However, Ever, most people would just add some more uh, sugar to the batch after it's done fermenting and then bottle it, cap it, and let it condition for a couple of weeks before opening it up. Now, according to this website, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna quote it here. It says there isn't much difference between conditioning in a can or bottle. It says if you overcarbonate a bottle, there's a good chance it will explode. And if you overcarbonate a can, it will probably blow out the dome of the can bottom or possibly cause the opening score to break. So it seems as if you can can condition. Can can condition a little Offenbach reference there? Either way. So I am drinking right now a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Highly recommended. Uh, I got it in a 12-pack. It's a great summer beer. So, on to our Father's Day. If if you haven't heard me talk about it before, I live right next door to my father. And and this brewing is something that, that brings us together. It's something we can do together, and it's something we can enjoy the, the fruits of our labor together, if, if you know what I mean. Uh, we're both also musicians, and, and this week we had the chance to um, to play together just on the spur of the moment. We have a... a what what is it a a band shell down the street from our house and we went to take a walk to the band shell to see who was playing there on a wednesday night took my son uh me and my my mother and my father and my son we all took a walk over to the band shell and the mayor of the town was was there announcing that the band was not showing up so me and my dad offered our services we played a couple hours it's the kind of thing uh i i enjoy spending time with my dad doing and the other thing I enjoy spending time with my dad doing is brewing. And once again, I I have a son, so this is this is a great um, time of the year, Father's Day, when I get to to spend the day with my kids. I spend the day with my dad. We all live right next door to each other, so this this is wonderful. And I got to talk to somebody this week or or last week because I've actually been sitting on this episode uh, waiting for Father's Day. I got to talk to last week father-son team who own Hamburg Brewing Company, uh, Mr. John Russo Sr. and his son, Mr. John Russo Jr. I spoke to Mr. John Russo Jr. on the microphone for a while and in the Hamburg Brewing Company tap room. If you've never seen it, it is absolutely beautiful. We were sitting right next to the stuffed links that's in a, a glass display case. If you've been there before you're probably familiar with the stuffed links that I'm talking about. I only bring it up now because in the interview I mentioned it and obviously this being a podcast you can't see it. So, if you want to see a picture of the links, I did take a picture. It's on wnybrews.com/ 
episode six. So we're going to be getting right into the interview. Then afterwards, we're going to talk about the Father's Day gift guide article posted on WNYCraftBeer.com, whom we are not affiliated with, but they wrote a great article about Father's Day gift guides. So we're going to go through that and see some of the things that they recommended at the end of this interview. So here we are going to Hamburg Brewing Company. We recorded this last week. It's John Russo Jr., the owner, and myself. I'm here at Hamburg Brewing Company. I'm sitting down with John Russo Jr., correct? Correct. Now, you started off as a home brewer, right? Correct. How long, how long were you home brewing? Um, before we really started this, it was probably two years or so. Just made all kinds of different stuff. Just experimenting and really teaching myself about beer. And then after that, it became uh, became a, a, an idea um, for a business that uh, my dad and I were looking for something to do together, and uh, opportunity was in front of us. So that's great. Uh, we did a lot of homework, and uh, now we're entering our 21st month in business. So this week, actually. Wow! Are you going to have a party for two years? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we did through a great anniversary party last year, and we want to do something even bigger and better this year. Nice. Um, How many of the recipes are yours, then? Um, that's a good question. The milk stout is based off of my recipe. It's my wife's favorite. It's called OMS. And then, actually, we've worked a lot on our recipes and slightly adjusted them to improve them. So our brewer, Scott and myself, came up with the, our initial set of recipes together. But to, for one really, truly my own, it would be the milk stout. And after that, it's been a team effort, so I can't take credit for them. Does it sell well, the milk, the oat yes. sound? Yeah, people good. love it's that beer. It's got to feel good, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I have a lot of other roles around here, though, other than beer recipes. We've got two great brewers now that have been working on oh, stuff good. all the time. So. You have Scott, right? And then who else do you have? Uh, Dan Schaefer. Uh, Dan was uh, not a professional brewer before he came here. Oh, nice. He did, uh, he did go to Harriet Watt School of Brewing and Distilling in Scotland. Wow. Um, so he spent some time there. He did do a little bit of brewing at a brewery there. Uh, worked in distillery for a little while as well. And uh, he was moving back stateside and uh, was looking for some jobs, and we found him. So Awesome. Great addition to the team. So out of all the beers here, what, what's your best seller? Small town, hands that's, down. That's yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. It's uh, what we're famous for at this point. And yeah, I think the, this might have been the first one that I ever had over at, at Bray Miller's in the village. What's your favorite, if you don't mind? If you have one, I don't have one. Uh, I tough, I right? drink everything all the time. So I, you know, for me to, I don't even have a favorite style. No. No, I prefer drinking everything, and I like tasting uh, what other people have done. Yeah. And more importantly, I like beer that's made well. So I don't have a style that I really dislike. Uh, I just like great beer. So, so when, you, when you started brewing, you were brewing right, right around here. Hmm? So what do you think of about the water in this area? I'm sorry, that um, was a little... It's, it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely a small challenge. That, that, yeah, that's the biggest problem I have is the water, and I'm right down the street. It's, you know, we filter out the chlorine here, and then after that, uh, it's about balancing out your salts. We're pulling from Lake Erie, of course. We're yep. on city water here. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a challenge. Uh, that might be a better question for our brewer, Scott, to be honest with you. He's right. very good with water chemistry. So, but uh, we, we make do pretty well, I'd like to think. So it's it's tough with the IPAs um, to get them nailed with yeah. the water chemistry we have here. So we've got a pretty good starting point, 
and uh, we usually do some tweaking after that. So, so this, this qualifies as a farmhouse brewery. I, I saw that there's only two in Buffalo that are farmhouse. What does that mean? Uh, we're farm farm brewery. We're, we're actually both. We're a farm brewery and a microbrewery. The farm brewery uh, was something we wanted to participate in, which what that means right now is that any farm uh, brewery produced beer, we use a minimum of 20% New York State grown ingredients. Uh, we don't physically have to grow anything for that. Uh, okay. We have to use the ingredients, and they have to be grown in New York State. So, for example, uh, the house dressing we mm-hmm. have is our year-round beer that is uh, grown with more than 20% New York State grown ingredients. So, or grown. It's brewed with more than 20% <laughs> New York State grown ingredients. In addition to that, we did our farm to pint beer this year with a smoked maple ale, and that's 100%. New York State grown ingredients. Oh, nice. And come harvest time, hop harvest time, we do another little wet hop beer. Last year it was dubbed Gary's Wild Hops. So a little story there. So the, the farm to pint, you just had that back in May. This is where's your second year doing it? Correct. And how many people participated in that? Um, we had 11 breweries here, including ourselves. So we had Old First Ward, um, Big Ditch, Resurgence, Flying Bison, Community, Southern Tier, Ellicottville, Pearl Street. Did I say Gordon Biersch? I didn't nope, mean to. No, they weren't involved. Um, Woodcock Brothers. And who am I missing? I'm missing one. Um, I won't think of it because I can't remember my list now. But, but either way, we had we had a great group of guys here. All the brewers came out from all the respective breweries we hung out and uh, got together and, and just had a few beers together. So It seems like that kind of a community around here. Is it, is it pretty close, all the brewers around here? Yeah, they, the brewers are actually all very close. Um, we all work together with certain respects, and, and uh, they have uh, almost a monthly meeting, I guess, in certain ways. They all get together and have a beer at one somebody's brewery around here. It's nice. So it's kind of a, kind of a neat little thing. But and you, you were saying you grow the hops on, on property, or you, you grow hops on the property, Not maybe not all the hops that you use, but you, you grow some here. Right. Do you, do you have any grains? Uh, we don't grow grain here, no. Okay. Only in hops. We've got a, a hop yard with about 200 plants in it uh, that we pick those hops, and that's what we make our wet hop beer with. So. Does it take all, all 200 plants? Um, the plants are still developing because they're so new. We planted them a couple years ago. And so generally it takes just about all of it. And, you know, we want to do it that way anyways and get the most punch out of it that we can. So yeah. uh, last year we just made a, a very basic beer, um, all pills and malt based. And uh, there were, actually, I take that back. There was some New York malt in there as well. Um, but it was just all wet hops, which that much in, in our system, is uh, it was pretty tricky. So. <laughs> Have a big cleaning day the next week? Yeah, it was more of how we put everything in bags and okay, good. The, the whole hops. Uh, we can't run the whole hops through our system, so right. we put them in bags and uh, became very heavy after they were in there. <laughs> so they're tough to get out of the kettle. So you guys have a bunch of events going on, uh, either taking over other tap rooms or I think uh, Canal Side, you have one coming up in June. Uh, the Buffalo Brewers Fest at Canal Side, yeah, June 20th. Uh, that was a, it was a great festival last year. It rained last year, but this year it's promising to be a lot better in terms of things we have going on. So, um, yeah, that, I, looking forward to it. Fortunately, I cannot go, but everyone else will be there from here. 
Uh, so more more about this location. We're on Boston State Road. This building, I'm sure you get comments about the building absolutely all the time. It's a little different here. We and that that goes back to uh, opportunity I mentioned before when uh, my dad and I were starting out. The opportunity that we had was this building. Yeah. Um, my dad, and my uncle built this building about 25 years ago. And it had a significantly different purpose when they built it. And uh, it's been used, and uh, the purpose has kind of been rescinded. And so it was sitting open and ready to go. And uh, so, you know, after some homework, we decided that it would be a great place for a brewery. Right, it's beautiful. And, and we moved right in. You know, the furniture was the only thing we really had to throw in the tap room here. The bar existed, the fireplace, oh, nice. everything that we're all known for is, it was already here. Yeah. So, it was, uh, it was great. And it's particularly great. Uh, we were here a couple of times around Christmas time, too. It's, it's snowing outside. you got a fireplace going. It's nice. Love decorating, too. Yeah. My aunt's in charge of that. Now, what's, what's the deal with this? Um, the Lynx? <laughs> the Lynx behind me. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> actually, we named him Lenny. Um, <laughs> Lenny and the Lynx. I, it's, uh, it's something that my dad had found years ago that we thought would be cool to have in here. It was actually, it was roadkill. Some people think that it was like a hunted uh, lynx. And it's oh, yeah, like you found the, the lynx. Yeah. So it, it, my dad found it as a piece <laughs> of artwork the way it exists right now. So. That's great. It used to be right by the door. Right. And when I came in today, I go, oh, it's gone. The stuffed whatever it was. But nope, it. here it is. It remains. <laughs> You've got a, a great patio here, too. That lake, was that always here? The pond was always here. Um, we threw the water fountain in. Uh, the deck was here. The patio was here. Uh, we just tuned it up a little bit with some landscaping. And, and actually, we just added a second deck uh, just for a little more space for the outdoors so people nice. can enjoy themselves. And all the pine trees out there, like in your logo? That's where it came from. So the Here's logo, I actually designed the logo and... Uh, Everyone always asks, what's with the pine tree? I mean, when I was designing, I was sitting in this building, working yeah. on it, and what I realized, looking out the window, is that we were surrounded by pine trees here. So I, I kind of thought that that would fit the bill for, for something. That's yeah, uh, a nice logo. Very too. simple and, and uh, clean. So. so I guess that's it. If, you wanna, if people, hopefully, if they haven't checked it out, they're going to come check it out. John, I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem, Scott. Now, as you can hear, there were, there were some pretty heavy edits in that, and I told him I would, so I, I didn't sound like a complete idiot. And if you've, if you've spoken to me for a long time, there's times when I sound like a complete idiot, so I, I cut a couple of things out of there. Um, otherwise, he was extremely great to talk to, and, and not only did I talk to him for about 15 minutes and ended up with about 10 minutes of, of stuff there where I wasn't completely putting my foot in my mouth, but we talked for probably 45 minutes afterwards. He gave me a quick tour. I've, I've taken the tour before, but recently they've been doing a lot of upgrades. So the tour was almost completely different. The brewing uh, floor that's normally, it's like a large garage. If you've been inside of a, um, was it like a firehouse where they keep the, the fire trucks, that's very similar of what it what it looks like in there. So you walk in there and there's a bunch of fermenters lined up. They now have a second deck, uh, a total upstairs area in there. Uh, looks like steel to house uh, more equipment and a bunch of new equipment is going in. One of the new things going into Hamburg Brewing is a bottling line. So expect to see Hamburg in bottles at your local supermarket. Coming soon, hopefully. They said that they had... Uh, Excuse me, they had fermenters ready of beer ready to be bottled. So 
I'm thinking by the summer, by the end of the summer, we'll see some Hamburg Brewing Company beers in the local supermarkets, and that'll be great. So on to the WNY Craft Beer uh, magazine. Uh, well, WNYCraftBeer.com, their article uh, for Father's Day gift guide. They spoke to Kegworks. And once again, I, I am not affiliated with them, but it's a website that I go to frequently, and you should too, WNYCraftBeer.com. And this was their Father's Day gift guide. They went up to Kegworks on military. They talked to Caleb there. I would love to pronounce his last name. And if he's listening, I, I don't want to try. So it's Caleb H. Hopefully he's not listening, because, man, of Kegworks. And he had a list of five options. The homebrew equipment starter kit was the first one. Highly recommended for myself. Uh, that's the way me and my dad both started. And again, we only started about three years ago uh, when we when we started living together. We decided we live here together. We could buy all of the equipment and share the cost. So that's what we did. One of the first things we did that first summer, we were living next door to each other. So we share a driveway. We share homebrew equipment. We share the finished beer. Right now, the room that I'm recording this in smells like beer because I have 10 gallons fermenting just a couple of feet away from me. Number two, he said, the Hydro Flask Growler, a double wall insulation growler. I'd take a double wall insulation uh, thermos to work with me filled with coffee, and that thing will stay hot all day. I will still burn my tongue on that halfway through the day. So here is a double-walled, insulated, stainless steel growler that they have over at Kegworks. Uh, stainless steel or black finish. And as you know, in West New York, there are a bunch of places to go fill a growler. If you could, of course, do it at any one of the consumers. There are Sunoco stations with growler fillers in there with, with taps to fill growlers. Um, and of course, any of the local breweries, you go in there with your growler and they will fill it up for you. So third on the list... The Spieglau, and man, I hope I pronounced that correct too, stout beer glasses. We have a couple of the Spieglau um, uh, IPA glasses made through Sierra Nevada and a, a partnership with a couple other companies I don't remember right now. However, these are the, uh, the stout glasses. It says that they teamed up with Left Hand Brewing and Rogue Ales for the stout glasses. Look very similar to the IPA glasses. They don't have the, the ribbed bottoms. They might not have the nucleation sites at the bottom. I, I don't know. I don't see it here. Uh, number four, a chalkboard tap handle. We have three taps at the house. Uh, one of them has a specialty tap handle that me and my dad built together. We got some, uh, what is it, a nut? The insert. We got an insert from Lowe's to throw in the bottom there that'll screw onto the tap and and sit and fit right into a piece of wood. So we screwed into the bottom of a violin neck handle. Neck, yeah, of a violin neck. And we made a violin neck handle out of it. Between me and my dad, both me being musicians and generally string musicians, we have a lot of extra string instruments around the house. We have an extra guitar neck that, that we're going to be making into a tap handle next. However, if that's not your thing, this is a dry erase board tap handle or a chalkboard tap handle so you could label what you're, what you're serving at your house. I know a lot of us have our homebrew kegerator ready. Then uh, five, a craft beer tasting and flight, uh, I'm sorry, a craft beer tasting flight and glasses, which is four mini six ounce 
Pilsner glasses on a solid wooden paddle. I mean, how many times have you gone to somewhere, they bring you out a flight of their, of their samples, and you get that, I can't describe the feeling, I was going to say a warm feeling, but you get that feeling over you, like this is, you, you see your four, you see your five samples, that's a great feeling, you can do that at home too. So check it out at wnycraftbeer.com forward slash fathers dash day dash gift day, excuse me, fathers dash day dash gift dash guide dash kegworks forward slash, or once again at wnybrews.com forward slash episode six. There's no spaces, no dashes in that wnybrews.com forward slash episode six. I'm going to put a link to everything I've talked about today. So happy Father's Day to the fathers out there. If you are not a father, or even if you are, call your dad up, bring him a beer, go over and talk. We'll see you next week on WNY Brews. My name is Scott. Have a great week.